0: This is Hitting the Mark, conversations with founders and investors about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success with your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Garhalter. Welcome to Hitting the Mark. I just spent two weeks back in beautiful Austria, so I apologize in advance if you have to suffer through an unusually strong, reactivated German accent on this episode. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Devin Townsend, co-founder and CTO of Cameo, a platform that lets you book personalized video shoutouts from your favorite athletes actors and entertainers. Prior to Cameo, Devin was popular on the app Vine with hundreds of millions of views and called on that experience when building Cameo to create something influencers and the fans would love. Devin has also worked at Microsoft as a software engineer and met his co-founder at Duke University. His 60 plus employee strong company dispatches over a thousand videos a day and signed up well over 10,000 celebrities From Ice-T to Kevin O'Leary and from Charlie Sheen to Snoop Dogg, who are all happy to send you or your loved ones a personal message anywhere from 5 bucks up to $2,500 a pop. Devin was named to Inc. Magazine's 30 Under 30 list this year, and this is exactly how I learned about him in the first place. Welcome to Hitting the Mark, Devin.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's great to, to have you here. So you quit Microsoft, became a viral Vine comedy star, and yet you ended up creating Cameo. Give myself and my listeners a bit of that backstory and why you love it so much that in Ink magazine I read, you said you would not want to sell the company because you would just have a lot of money, be bored, and probably try to start a company that's very, very similar to Cameo.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my friend and I, in uh, this is in 2014. My friend and I were both working as software engineers, and we we had read some travel blogs, got the travel bug, and we decided that we wanted to travel. So, um, he had already been playing around in the app Vine, and he was pretty popular. He's his name is Cody Ko. He's now a full time YouTuber, um, and we quit our jobs. I was working at Microsoft, and we traveled the world for a year, and we spent our time. Uh, coding independent websites and apps that were fun just to make money to support ourselves and also um, posting funny vines on our uh, Vine account called Devin and Cody Go to White Castle Um, and it it was super fun and we came back to America um, and that was a lot of the experience that I drew on when creating Cameo
0: and at first sight, Cameo might look a little bit like a celebrity monetization platform, right? But but now that I spent some time on it, you know, prepping for our conversation, in my eyes, you actually built a brand that generates delight. I mean, would would you agree with my assertion that delight is one of those big traits behind the cameo brand?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when we set when we set out to build this, um, my goal was to make cameo so fun that what we call talent, the supply side of our platform, the celebrities on our platform, they would do it for free. Um, and so in a lot of ways, I think the fact that this generates revenue and that it costs money to book a Cameo is partially just a limiting factor. It just means that uh, it's, it's almost like a feature in the sense that it prevents celebrities from having way too many requests that they're not able to fulfill, um, but it's just super fun. And I also heard um, one of your co-founders
0: talk about how transparency is another important trait of the Cameo brand. How do you celebrate transparency from within with, within your companies or the company culture all the way to your talent managers, which I believe you have a good amount of that actually interact regularly with the celebrities?
1: Yeah, so this is actually one of our values. We call it no surprises. Um, and it's it's super helpful internally, externally, basically, we just want to share everything we're up people are caught off guard especially in unpleasant ways um but another thing that we do that i think is a little bit unique especially for companies our size is uh every morning we have a stand up with the entire company we go over all of the relevant key metrics for the business like revenue and cameos completed in the previous day how many talent were onboarded um and i think especially for new people it's really relieving to see that level of transparency and to know that everybody has access to the same information
0: that's really cool, and it's also very um, different from, without naming any startup names, uh, you know, some some other startups that are popping up and becoming really really big and um, employees very quickly start complaining about this zero transparency and top-down kind of company culture like in fortune 500s and so it's awesome to see you guys do that that roundup in the morning which is very much like in restaurants right like everyone comes together talks about what happened the mm-hmm. day before talks about what will happen this day and uh, super transparent it's it's very cool and talking about pricing which you already you already mentioned um, People also use Cameo to have celebrities deliver messages to their boss saying that they quit the job or marriage proposals to their girlfriends or coming out messages via drag queen to to their parents. But I'm actually surprised by what some celebrities do for very little money and and how your site showcases that self-worth of talent. You can literally browse through A-list celebrities and gain an idea of how much they believe they are worth by the minute. So how did you go about setting any kind of pricing suggestions initially? And and how did the pricing range develop over the years as you moved from sports, I believe, to internet influencers and, and now A-stars? And above all, how did you project it would turn into a sustainable and growing business? I mean, it's all about pricing in the end, right?
1: Yeah, so we actually did something pretty interesting, which is we took... Uh, the number of work hours in a year, which I think is four thousand, so I think it's like if it, uh, I think it's like around fifty weeks times forty hours, um, and we looked at how much money people were making. So if you're in the NBA and you're making twenty-five million dollars, uh, divided by four thousand, I think that comes out to around uh, one hundred twenty-five dollars per minute, somewhere in that range. Um, and so that was one thing that we used early on when people didn't know what to price themselves, when the talent on our platform didn't know what to price themselves. We sort of used that formula, um, which ended up being really powerful. And and, and it just kind of proves that with Cameo, um, the fact that you can do a Cameo video in a minute, um, the economics, even if you're cheap, even if you're $10 or $20, you can make a lot of money in a very short amount of time just because it's so seamless and quick and easy to use.
0: Absolutely. No, I I totally agree. And I love... I love that calculation and presenting that to your talent saying look this is, this is how we came up with that number you can go down you can go up and I also mm-hmm. agree how much money you can make with this I'm on a platform called clarity.fm where I give advice to entrepreneurs who might not otherwise be able to afford me and I'm like 350 or something an hour but I've got 15 minute phone calls and I get maybe 100 bucks right but it's mm-hmm. so it's so much value for the recipient and in the end like I made well over $10,000 too in the last couple of years just by giving advice. So I totally totally agree. I think it's a a win-win situation. Um, Let's talk about your name. So Cameo is such a fantastic name for a service like yours. As it stands for, and I'm going to read this straight from the dictionary, a small character part in a play or movie played by a distinguished actor or a celebrity. But... Because of you, Devin, I watched the nineteen eighty-six video of Cameo's fantastic hit Word Up this morning. <laughs> um, how did how did the name come about first and, and were you aware or concerned about Cameo videos showing an 80s band on Google instead of your videos with you know shout-outs by Snoop Dogg or Charlie Sheen?
1: Yeah, that's that's the challenge when you choose a name that's a little bit more recognizable. Um, so obviously with a with a name like Cameo, there's gonna be um, things that people associate that with, so the band being one of them, I think like I, I'm pretty often stopped in public um, by people when I'm wearing a Cameo t-shirt, and they're like, oh my god, Cameo, I love that band. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like awesome. Um, and so originally, uh, we came up with a ton of names. We spent a lot of time trying to think of the right name. Um, as I'm sure you're aware, it's not easy. Um and we worked with a branding agency, too. Uh, we had the name Hyped, H-Y-P-D. We had the name Hero Hub. Um, I think, like, Thrillo was one of the names. Um, and we, we never were super happy with any of the names we were playing around with, even it was even as we were building this thing and we were kind of pushing ourselves to launch. Um, and so we actually launched with the name, now that I think of it, we actually launched with the name um, PowerMove. PowerMove.io was our <laughs> original website. Um, and... But we continued to kind of noodle on a name and try to find the perfect name. And uh, my co-founder's brother, um, John, thought of it one day. And we were just like, yeah, absolutely, this is the perfect name. Um, And we did that lookup. We kind of expected that the website would be taken. We expected that there would be, um, you know, the namespace would be totally filled. But we found that the website was gettable um, and there was nothing really in our space with that name. And usually it's the trademark search that puts a big halt onto it,
0: especially with a name with a word that is so common. But um, but it seems like you guys you guys found a word that was somehow still available, and you purchased the .com and uh, and you know besides you being stopped on the streets, and besides the word up video showing <laughs> showing up at some point, um, all seems to all seems to be good. I, I just I just wish Cameo um, the, the lead singer of Cameo, if he's still alive, that you know he should be on your platform. <laughs> that would That would be good. That would be good. Um, So Cameo was one of Time Magazine's 50 most genius companies of 2018, which is insane. And that's, you know, congratulations to that. And I saw Ellen feature the video of yours on her show, which is also, you know, a a dream of any company for, for that to happen. How does the PR machine behind Cameo work. It seems like right now is that magical moment, and you and I chatted about this just a minute before we before we went live, it's this magical moment in time right now where Cameo videos are turning into a household term. So just like you'd say YouTube videos, you say Cameo, right? And, and people already know what is being referred to. How did PR or, or even branding help get Cameo to that point? How much of it was organic and viral through the videos, and how much do you feel was actually planned? planned and scripted looking back at the success story of the brand
1: so we went a a while flying under the radar i think it's very natural when you're starting a company to like and especially when you have a you think you have a good idea to want to keep it to yourself and try to like minimize pr because you don't want anybody to steal your idea Um, and at one point maybe uh six months after we launched uh the chicago tribune i believe did a story on cameo um, and we saw that it kind of went viral among news outlets. So like all these other news outlets across the country kind of picked it up. Um, and we found that this is just a story that people love. Um, and, and I think that's why part, personally, why our PR strategy has just been so successful and why people love to write about this. It's just, it's like something that everybody relates to, everybody understands, and it's really exciting. And it has that mix of, um, pop culture and celebrity that, that really appeals to people.
0: So true, so it it really was a zeitgeist fit. It just happened to be at the right time. no one else was doing it, and everyone can relate to it and that's how that's how it it started to spread
1: yeah, and my co-founder Steven is also super talented when it comes to PR. He spends a lot of time doing interviews and um, and stories and stuff like that, which has helped very
0: cool and and one thing that I'm sure that my listeners as they as they go on your website they're going to realize that you have Tons of serious A-list celebrities, but then you have hundreds of, how shall I say, questionable personalities and even adult actresses, right? So what standards do you set to keep your brand aspirational for potential talent, as well as customers, as well as, you know, press? Or or does it really not matter that much? And and if so, why would it matter or not matter how how clean you keep the site as far as like what type of talent you have on there?
1: We want... Anybody in the world who has fans to be on Cameo, whether that's a really popular high school football coach who is a celebrity in their town or The Rock, who's one of the most famous actors right now. Um, And so we don't really set out to police people based on their political preference or anything like that. Um, So our platform is free to use for anybody who has fans. Um, We have a couple of rules no inciting violence, no nudity. um, But as long as you play within, Uh, those rules then we're not incentivized to um, to make those decisions. Very cool. And besides being
0: very much of a behind-the-scenes brand, you definitely celebrate Cameo as a brand by, for instance, having each team member have its own Cameo page, which is real fun where, where you can actually book them and get to know them. Some of them are free. Some of them actually charge. Um, so you basically celebrate your team just like actual celebrities. And on your site, you state that Cameo, quote, creates moments that inspire. Your Twitter account features a screenshot of a hater saying that at book cameo which is your twitter handle is the stupidest thing i've ever heard of as your actual twitter brand page banner which is just absolutely hilarious how do you deliberately craft the actual cameo brands visual and verbal language or how much of it is it's just organic and it's kind of done by different team members
1: so when we started we worked with the branding agency to develop the look and feel of the brand, which is kind of what we're playing off of now. Um, so the visual look is is was kind of set back then. Um, and as far as the verbal brand, a lot of that just had to do with when we launched it was just me and my two co-founders. and so our Twitter and our you know all the copy on our site we had to come up with. and so um, generally we just picked stuff that we thought was funny that we thought was engaging that we thought people would want to read. Um, and I think one of the things that I believe before we even started cameo that, but that I've seen with cameo is that people really respond to authenticity. You know, like in our case, we wrote stuff that we thought was funny. We, you know, our Twitter header was something that we thought was funny. Like whatever the <laughs> tweet was, book cameo is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of what we do. And I think people kind of notice that it's a little bit different and it re- resonates with them. And it definitely comes across as authentic, and
0: I, I keep preaching that to, to to my clients all the time. And you know, branding is such a misunderstood term, and it, and it feels like it's so it's so fake, it's so crafted. Uh, but what does it mean to you? So so branding, like either with Cameo or personally, because you are a serial entrepreneur. I mean, brand is very important to to what you do. What what does it mean to you? Branding
1: is. I think one of the things that I've seen is that branding is just kind of how you represent yourself to the world and how the world perceives you, in, in this case, the company Cameo. Um, you know, I, I think like we've done a lot of things that just represent what we think is cool, what we what we would want to use. That's a lot of what we've done is like built a product that we would want to use, that we do use. You know, that's, as you mentioned, you can book any of us on Cameo. Um, and the cool thing about building something that you would want to use and having that point of view is that it will really resonate with some people and some people will be like this isn't for me Um, which also saves you time because the the last thing you want when starting a company is these lukewarm people who think that they might be interested but they're not actually interested and so you spend time trying to build something that would work for them or convince them to try your product and um, ultimately it's it's not a good fit anyway so i think that that little bit of polarization is really really powerful
0: that's really wise and it it seems so logical but everyone struggles with that every company even even my own consultancy, right I, I have to make sure that, I don't get all those lukewarm leads that are just not right for me and I spend time with them which is really a waste of time. So it's the exact same thing with every brand. You have to make sure that you project exactly who you're for so that you exclude the many and 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 you gain the few or in your <laughs> in your um case you actually you actually have huge traction. Um mm-hmm. so well well played. Um Devin, you're 28, you got $15.8 million in funding the last time I checked, that might have changed by now. But what is one piece of brand advice for other founders that are listening?
1: I think um, it's it's really important to pick a brand that represents you because um, I like I, I think it's really tempting to kind of look at your market and try to decide who you wanna be and then craft your brand to fit that. Um, but if you stray too far from what's natural and what you've been doing for years and and what you are best in the world at, then you're not going to be the best at executing that vision, executing that brand. But um, picking something that like really resonates with you, you have such a superpower in that like, you know, what excites you, you come into work excited, it doesn't feel like work. So you can work unlimited hours and just really pour your heart into it. Um, and with that niche, you can really be the best in the world. I don't think I don't think it's really possible that get to the level of best in the world unless you're doing something that really represents you um, and that you believe in more than anybody else.
0: And that goes straight back to what you said in the very beginning or what I quoted you saying about you really don't want to sell the company because you would just start the same company over and over again because it it is passion and passion can only come from within and if you create the type of environment that you really, really enjoy. And so I think that that is super, super important. It goes back to authenticity. And I think that that's that's a big, big takeaway that even with a brand that seems to be built on hundreds and hundreds and thousands of personal brands, the the actual athletes and the actual celebrities, um, you you yourself and and your your co-founders created a brand that feels so real and so authentic and so transparent and so natural to you that you enjoy building it and you enjoy keep being there and not creating a company that you just basically flip
1: and uh, yeah and you get out of right yeah we we built this to be the most fun company that we could think of um and so far we've succeeded like we we kind of set out to be like all right what's the company that we want to work at what are the things we want to work on every day we build what we want to build what, we, what, we, what excites us most um and so i think it's it's almost akin to like think coming Going up to a really popular stand-up comedian and proposing that that person sell sell their stand-up comedy career, right? Like they would yeah. never do that because they've spent all this time building something that they absolutely love and that represents them. So what does it say about you? Because you you <laughs> you stopped your comedy career
0: <laughs> to yeah. start cameo.
1: Yeah, um, and that was one thing that was a little bit a little bit tough. And I think at the time, a lot of people were kind of confused by that, like why I didn't at least try to start a YouTube channel um, and you know, see where that would lead. Um, but I found that I really like the sort of, I've always really liked, um, programming and computer science and the, the hard side of things. So in this case, I get to be pretty technical and focus on hard technical challenges, but also trying to think of like, okay, how can we make this really fun? How can we make this resonate with people? What's our message? What, what's going to make, what's gonna, what, what can we build that people will freak out over and scream and laugh and cry?
0: And and that goes back to the tone of voice in your brand. And a lot of that is being crafted by you by you organically. And it's a great outlet where you can balance the two things which before in comedy you didn't really have. You you were you were mainly focusing on monetizing one side of it and now you can really play with the two. Which again goes back to how it is so important to really to really understand what what you set out to in this in this world as an entrepreneur, right? And what what you should do in order for you to give back the most and to actually enjoy what you do every every moment of your time. So definitely agree with that. Um, that's why I changed running a fifteen people agency to a two person consultancy because life is great and that's how it should be. You know, you should just yeah. really <laughs> find your find your find your niche. Um, so. How can our listeners get their personalized video from Snoop Dogg or Lance Bass or for 11 bucks, I think, even from yourself?
1: Yeah, so go to cameo.com, C-A-M-E-O.com. Check it out. We have over 10,000 talent on our platform now. Um, you mentioned a few. Pretty much, you know, and our goal is to get everybody who has fans so that your favorite person in the world will be on Cameo. Um, but check it out. Give the, give the product a try and let me know what you think at devin.cameo.com.
0: Awesome! Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to tell everyone to take advantage of that. I think I've got some, I've got some insanely amazing and um, and and just. You know, truly, truly talented entrepreneurs on my show, and a lot of them give out their cell number and a lot of them give out the email. And I think that's not normal. You know, you're not going to see that in a lot of magazines and other podcasts. So I'm super, super appreciative mm-hmm. of that. And I, I want everyone to to take full advantage of, of being able to to actually do that and share their feedback. So. Thank you Devin for your time I'm so glad that we finally got a 25 hour uh, a 25 minute <laughs> podcast today um, thank you for your time based on your rate on cameo your minute is about 11 so I guess I owe you around 240 bucks <laughs> <now>. <laughs> and um, and thanks to everyone for for listening and please hit that subscribe button to not miss any future shows and Do give the podcast a quick rating. It is the one thing I'd love to get in return from you guys. This podcast is brought to you by Finian, a brand consultancy creating strategic verbal and visual brand clarity. You can learn more at Finian at finian.com. The Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark.